And we are live, all in on high school sports, Jennifer Valenti, Kurt Valenti. Good evening and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. First show of 2022. Um, hopefully it's better than 2021 in a lot of ways. But uh, how's everything with you? Good. Doing well, thank you. Good, good. New Year's was good? <laughs> New Year's was uneventful, but New, good. No, it wasn't uneventful. New Year's way. Eve was a New Year's Eve was a TV show. Cobra Kai, <laughs> all ten bang bang them right out, right until Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. I mean, I went from one couch to another couch, and that was it. But a lot of TV done. I uh, hope the holidays were I good mean, to everybody. We didn't leave the house. Ah, but <laughs> it was it was definitely eventful, and then we watched a little of uh, the Times Square stuff at night. We but did. um, you know what? What do we got going on? We're back. We took a nice week, rested. We nice had a nice week off. Uh, by the way, Kenny Kirkpatrick, good evening all. Welcome to another episode of the greatest high school sports talk show on earth. <laughs> and a happy new year to everybody. Thank you, Kenny. And Absolutely. same to you. Absolutely. Um, so we'll talk about, obviously, sports tomorrow night. But what do we got going on for tonight? Well, tonight we are going to welcome um, Coach Brian Gascione of St. Mary of Rutherford's High School Boys Basketball Team, their coach. So he will be joining us shortly. Um, so we'll welcome him. That's our agenda for today. And some, some relevant topics going on in the high school sports world right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Let, let, let's start with it. You know, listen, unfortunately, the, uh, the COVID is back, in, you know, back up. Uh, Kenny saying I'm about I'm excited about bringing the show a new short segment. <laughs> oh, I apologize. That's on the agenda as well. One of Ken you know what, Kenny? I didn't have a name for it, so I have uh, Kenny's activity on my agenda. Okay. So I didn't have. Usually we have a clever like the. Uh, should be Kenny's true or false. Yeah. Well, there it could you be, go. You know, something where, where like were to you that five effect. Five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> probably watching a Nick game, not paying attention to what you were saying. Um, but you know, listen. Unfortunately. It's affecting school, so obviously if it affects school, it's going to affect the winter sports. So I guess let's start there. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, start with, we'll start with basketball, okay? We'll talk all sports, but we're going to start with basketball. Listen, there's going to be games that get postponed, correct? I mean, it's just, it, it's going to happen. So in your, in your, um, I can't even think of the word, opinion. 2022, opinion, <laughs> Um, a lot of things going on in my mind. Um, but in your opinion, if games are missed, all right, let's just start right out of the gate, a league championship. If for some reason, whether it's the top two teams didn't play twice or, you know, somebody in the league has more or less games, should there still be a division champion even though there's games missing somewhere? Well, it's um, it's not always so black and white, right? Um, but I think in this scenario, you can't punish a team who you know did get to play. You know, I I think you do still. I think you know that it, the year was a bit of an anomaly again, and I think that you do. Listen, I'm saying this, but who knows what could happen? I mean, you right, could right, have right. everybody. Just... But I would think that if there was one or two teams that could have been vying for that top spot, 
you can't make up those games because you have, you know, schedule restrictions. You can't play more than three games in a week. You can't play uh, three games in a row, you know, so there's all right. these restrictions that are possibly prevent you from making up every game at this. Verona Girls Basketball has one game in so far. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so that's what I'm you know, saying. Teams have played six. So, we, so I'm saying like that's five games already to make up. We're not even taking into account weather. Maybe they had a COVID situation. What if an opponent, three of their opponents in one week have, a, you know, they could lose a lot more games. I think you just have to chalk it up to this is the type of year it was but you know are you really going to take it away from a team that I, I don't know there's no right or wrong answer here are you really I don't think you can midway through the season say we're not going to have conference champions you know if we weren't going to have conference champions I think that needed to be decided going into the season right you know? will it affect state tournament seedings as well yeah well of course right. that's my next yeah. thing but just getting back to this division so like you're saying Verona would you say Verona girls basketball right they've only had okay one game so so, so they, they finished their you know nine and oh but somebody in the league, fortunate enough to play 17 games, they're, you know, I don't know, 14 and three. Who's the, you know, who's the, oh, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's where yeah. you're going to get to where, like you're saying, I mean, as a team, the only nine games, the other team won a lot more games. But what happens? That's why I'm saying, what could, you know, what could well, leagues you, do? What could the might, state do? They might already have, I'm not sure what the conference, like, bylaws would entail, but, you know, I think you have to play a certain amount of games within your conference schedule to be in contention for the championship. So, number one, you'd have to reach that right. quota. And then I don't know if it goes to, is it just win percentage? Right. You know, I, so, you, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. And just like you're saying, now you get to a county. You know, are you going to get to where it's, I believe... There's got to be a certain amount of games, you know, you play. But again, there's a team unfortunate. They're ten and out or nine and out. Do you keep them out because they only played nine games? I don't know if there's going to be an exception made this year for something like that because that's a legitimate point when it comes to the state tournament because you do have to have a certain amount of games played in order to qualify for state tournament play. So I don't know if this year there would be some type of exception for that. Um, you know, but again, that would have to be decided. That's not like you can just, you know, that would have to be decided soon. So going into the state tournament, those parameters were set and it's fair for everybody. But, you know, it it does make it interesting and, you know. It's a lot to think about. Listen, you, you hope and you want everybody to, to do the right thing, but then you're going to get to that part of sis is saying, what's going on, sis, whoever wins the most games winning percentage. So. I guess he's saying winning percentage. He's going by winning percentage, you know, but it's, you know, you want everybody to do the right thing. You just don't want to get in a situation where it's like, hey, we got to get this game in because, you know, we don't have the 10th game in, you know, it's, it's quirky over there. There's Kenny. Do you think, do you think if a team is unfortunate and has to sit out, they would take a lower ranked team? For example, Rutgers playing in a huge bowl game, or do you just give that team a bye in the tournament? Um... I I don't know. I think in high school, you can't necessarily go to like, oh, we already closed our brackets. Like, let's now, oh, this team can't play. I think they would personally. I think just they move them just in. Them well, in. they did yeah. in football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They well, didn't. They... Once you, after first round, you can't anyway. That's it. But yeah. So, but I mean, you know, for first round, you, I think once those brackets are set, those brackets are set. Sis is saying yeah. winning percentage. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's just interesting. And then the same thing with the states. I mean, you know, you want you, you. Hopefully, it's a little. When when does that playoff start? Getting around March, right? End of February, yeah, March. Yeah. You know, so you know, hopefully things are better. It's just again, you're gonna have people 
you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're going to have somebody on the side of saying, course. and then yeah. you're going to have another team who maybe, you know, like if your team is just better than mine, but hey, I, I reached the quota of games and right. you haven't, and why should I not be in the playoff? You know, like, am I just going to let you go even though you're better? Like, you know, it, it, it's... It's a little quirky, but uh, hopefully that you know, thing works see, out. See how it all plays out. It's going to be interesting for sure. And you know what? Like teams don't just have to worry about their own shutdowns, obviously. Of course, their opponents. But right. like, you could really have bad luck and be scheduled to play people who sign. You know, who for a whole week your right. opponents. You know, then you're then you're not. You know, you're losing conditioning and game shape. You're you know losing out on you know just playing in general you know getting to play with your team um so there's a lot of factors it's going to be sis is saying you know we all know there's going to be issues absolutely (laughs) um one more thing i want to get to and i know this is a big topic on our k and k show um when i get to college football the whole coaching transfers and stuff like that but it's something we touched on a little bit here but i want to get into it a little more you know um and I'm not just going to go from public to Catholic. I'm also going to go from Catholic to public because it can happen. So my question is this this transfer rule, right? You know, listen, we could probably talk to we're blue in the face. It's always going to be an issue. You're not going to have some people who like this, don't like that. But the transfer rule now, what to do? So listen, we straight truth on the show. There's some schools, whether it's, Catholic or public where, okay, you're the head coach and you know what? I want to play for you for high school football. So whether it's, hey, we'll just use Hasbro Kites, for example. All right. Don't know why. I just first school that got into my head, but Hasbro Kites. All right. I grew up in Heights. I can go to a Catholic school, but you know what? I want to play for you. So my decision is I'm going to stay in Hasbro Kites. Two years down the line, you now, as the head coach, say, I have an opportunity to go to a Catholic school. Yeah, just leave it as a general Catholic school. Okay, no, 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 okay, right, as a Catholic school. You take that, you go. I wanted to play for you. Should I have that opportunity to go now to that Catholic school? You're not sitting out. Why do I have to sit out? Well, I think it's a, uh, it, again, it's a, it's a slippery slope with the um, recruiting of players, you know, so it's, it's, there has to be some type of rules about that. I understand. I think it's a valid point. Like a coach can just jump around, jump around, jump, jump around with no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um by like uh they don't have to sit out right there's no sit out right repercussions right let's say and uh so it is a little unfair to the athletes in that respect um you know but i i feel like even that has loosened a little bit in the in the past years that the kids sitting out am i am i correct but you know what and 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 wait wait, answer answer it's loosened a little but let's just go and you know again a lot of people and we're gonna have uh coach gashion here we're gonna talk obviously we're catholic school but, um, you know, listen, you could go, there's a lot of coaches that go from public, you know, school A, now they go to school B, regardless of what it is, better opportunity, public more money, public, public to public. Yeah. Absolutely. People, you know, I coach here. Nay, now there's an opening there. So I'm going to 
better myself. So again, I, I will just use Hasbro kites again. I go with you because, okay, I, I, I'm entrusting myself in you. Now you go on till you go to school B, which is another public school. I can't go to school B, right? right? Because I live in Heights. Right. So now, but you know what? Now the person who becomes the head coach at Heights, I wouldn't play for that. Per I'll be honest. I wouldn't go to Heights if that person's got that job. I would have went somewhere else. So now why do I have to suffer and say, stay there with a coach I'm not going to feel comfortable with? I should be able to go now. And listen, my options are going to have to go to a Catholic school, but why can't I go and play? This gets me back to my original point. Is there still, I thought that those restrictions had been loosened, that there wasn't really, that is that sit out period still in effect? There's still a sit out. I mean, it's not, again, it's. I thought I, that you could have like, there were opt-outs for that, that if you got certain, you know, if you were saying you were doing it for certain reasons. I mean, there's always, you know, listen, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, a family might, what is wrong with a family saying, whether it's true or not in this scenario, that they want the school atmosphere, maybe it's a smaller private school, or they have smaller class sizes, or they right. feel like their academic needs aren't being met. You know, like they really or could just have not to make happy. that case. Right, exactly. It's just not happy. Exactly. So, I mean, they they can make that case. And that would be true of like a coaching change could, could you know, yeah. affect that. It's a topic. Um, uh, Kenny's saying real quick. You should be able to go to a private school if you move from the town to, you know, if you move from town to town public school, you're allowed to play for that school. He's also saying you should have that right if your parents can afford you to go to that private school. Right. I mean, again, so I don't know. I don't know. And I think because of these issues, that's why the restrictions have been loosened a little bit because it also needs it. it there was trouble, I think, making it fair and equitable across the board right. because some were allowing it some were at one point you just had to get the ad's permission from the school you were leaving right. i believe if i'm not mistaken so right they you know, sign off on right. it then you can so, play you know it's, it's it's then not fair you know so there needs i think that's why it's kind of uh, loosened a little bit but, but, but let's just hope let's just hope that high school transfers does not turn into college transfers. right i mean <laughs> listen it's the crazy and we talked to it on wednesday insane. but it's insane and, and it's not even like you used to get to the transfer portal and it was like good players mm -hmm. now it's like you know the kid williams from oklahoma everyone's like i want in like i mean he's probably the heisman favorite next year so it's crazy and you're right hopefully high school doesn't get well, like in, that in but ncaa basketball it's become a whole like all right it's yeah a whole separate recruiting that's it section yeah so we do have coach gashion has joined and us sis, in the waiting room we always read sis's us. comments <laughs> High school will be but... heading in the NCAA direction soon. You can you can go uh, protocol. Yeah, probably. So. Probably right. Okay, let's bring Coach in. All right, let's get Coach in with us. I will admit him here. And you can introduce Coach. I will definitely introduce Coach. Hey, Coach Gashione, how you doing? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, Janet. Can awesome. you hear me? Yes, perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Please allow me to formally introduce you to our audience. We are joined by Coach Brian Gashione, the boys' varsity basketball coach at St. Mary's of Rutherford. He's been the head coach since, I believe, the 2011-2012 season, making this his 10th season at the helm. And he has amassed nearly 200 wins at St. Mary's alone and over 300 victories in his tenure as a varsity coach um, at multiple schools. His gales are 
are currently five and one, um, and they won the Jackstone Shootout, which they hosted at St. Mary's over the holiday break, and they're fresh off a of victory this evening over Pompton Lakes, right, Coach? <laughs> Literally just got off the bus ten minutes ago and ate, ate my dinner in five minutes, and I said, told my wife to lower the Seton Hall game because I got a little <laughs> podcast. There you go. Well, there you thank, go. Thank you so much. I, I was gonna. I'm gonna tell. I don't even think I told Kurt this, but I called Coach this morning to uh, see if he wanted to join us. I'd reached out to his AD and. You know, he answered a phone from a suspicious number, number one. So thank you for taking my call, right? And then without hesitation, after I told him a little bit, he was like, I'll make it work. So, Coach, we know how busy you are, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Thank you. what you guys are doing for high school sports. It's awesome. Thank, thank you. you, Coach. And just for you tonight, I don't know if you could see it, but I'm rocking it. <laughs> All right, I'm rocking it tonight. I'm bringing it out. Just That's so you it, know. Kurt. I like it. I Just like so it. you know, I'm rocking it. Uh, Kenny Kirkpatrick saying, "Welcome, Coach Gashion. Best of luck this. Uh, best of luck in the 2022 season to you and your boys." Awesome. Thank you, Kenny. All right, so Coach, like Jen said, you've been there um, for a while now at St. Mary's. So I guess my first question is, like, how did you become uh, the head coach there, and what made it like interested for you to, to go to obviously such a tradition like St. Mary's? Well, I, w- I was at. It's a funny story. I was the head coach at Indian Hills. I had just finished my first year up at Indian Hills. I had a, a, a real good team returning, and Matt Stone, who was the head coach for 16 years prior, and the athletic director, who, who I grew up with, Matt called me at the end of August and he told me, you know, with his commitment with his kids and his family time that he was ready to give up the job and he wanted to gauge my interest um, in coming to St. Mary's. So uh, again, I'm, I'm loyal to, to, to Mr. Stone for giving me that opportunity. Um, I, at the time at Indian Hills, you know, I had little kids and I was thinking, you know, I was going to build something up here. And then I started thinking about, being close to home, being close to my family and the opportunity, obviously at a small parochial school. Um, I was a public school coach my whole life and, and that attracted me and obviously the opportunity to work for Matt. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for him for giving me that opportunity. And, you know, 11 years later, I'm still, I still love it. I still have the energy and the fire that I did uh, when I got hired. Awesome. And the second part, can you just talk about the the St. Mary's tradition basketball-wise, uh, just like in a quick overall, if you can do that real quick. Yeah, just always had success. And um, Coach Stone, you know, being there, always had good players. He, he obviously had some kids that um, played multiple sports. I think the way sports were um, in the daytime back, you, you know, back when Matt was coaching, a lot of the multi-sport athletes – and he relied on a lot of football players um, that played both football and basketball. And then he had his share of basketball only players. I just think the way high school sports is moving now, it's, it's less of, you know, the multi-sport athlete, let's say, and it's a lot of just basketball only kids. Um, I've been fortunate to have both, you know, kids that play multiple sports and kids that, you know, came to St. Mary's, you know, with the goal of, of playing college basketball. So I think if you can find the balance at a small parochial school, um, you know, again, where we're sharing our athletes, but at the same time, for those athletes that just concentrate on basketball, you know, encourage them and give them an opportunity to play and, and hopefully see them play, you know, at the next level. Coach, congrats again on your holiday tournament championship. You mentioned Matt Stone before, and if I'm not mistaken, the two of you kind of put that tournament together several years ago in honor of his father. Would you speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, we, we just had an idea of, you know, running our own holiday tournament and making it big. And, you know, when, when Matt had mentioned how much it, it would mean that, that we did something in the, to honor his dad at the time, I said that was a no-brainer. But I my biggest thing was let's keep it going and let's, you know, we, we, we got it up to eight teams and this crazy pandemic hit. And, you know, we were even in, in scramble mode this year. A little bit um the night before the tournament we had a team bail out um because of covid issues and we were able and fortunate and thankful for Lynnhurst to, to come join our tournament but i think matt um you know started it as the athletic director he does such a great job you know building up that tournament and trying to get quality teams in and like i said i i, I kind of helped get the teams and we try to get a competitive bracket each year it's been a little crazy the last two years, obviously, with COVID. We couldn't have the holiday tournament last year, but to get it back this year and then, you know, get an opportunity to play in the finals. And then, like I said to our kids, let's let's win the thing, you know. So it, it was great. Um, it was a great night for St. Mary's basketball to see a lot of the alumni always come back to the tournament and support it. And, oh, and again, nice. Matt is part of the tradition, being the all-time leading scorer, obviously being in the Hall of Fame, uh, being my former boss, and most important, being my friend. Very awesome, nice. that's awesome. Coach, you just mentioned about crazy times with COVID, and we you know, we were talking a little bit on the um, on the intro about like how it could affect the winter season, and hopefully it doesn't, and you, know, you guys have as normal as a season as you guys can. But does it change, I mean, this might sound like a crazy question, but does it change anyway like with this schedule of like, how you play kids or how you have to prepare kids because you might not know. You might have no practice for for the next four days, God willing. It doesn't happen, but they say, hey, you guys are shut down. Now you're playing, you know, next week and you guys haven't practiced or the same way where, you know, you want, you're trying to make up games and you have to no, play I, nothing I at all. You, I think you bring up a great point, Kurt, and the one thing that I always tell our guys is let's just appreciate each other, appreciate the moment. Um, for example, I was supposed to play North Arlington tomorrow. It got canceled on Sunday night, and I was able to pick up Pompton Lakes on Monday. And it's important to have an administration that's flexible. Um, the same stuff happened last year. I think we were playing a funny story. We were supposed to play Hasbro Kites at 7. So my players showed up, and they said, what's up, coach? Why is Don Bosco here? I said, well, we're playing Don Bosco. <laughs> so it was a little different in the scouting report. We went from preparing for six foot one, six right. foot two centers, and then, uh, you know, two six eights walked in our gym. <laughs> but I, I, I tell the story because, you know, it's, it's like you said, Kurt, it's changing times. It's yeah. being able to adjust. And the one thing that, that we're fortunate at St. Mary's, because we've dealt a little bit where, we, you know, we're missing a guy for five days, 10 days, um, you know, with, with quarantine, et cetera. And, and we're not allowed to individually talk about that, but our depth has allowed us where we tell our guys, Hey, you know, next guy up, you know, next guy up, you know, including me, I tell my assistants, you right. Know, you don't know. Us, yeah. True. If they tell us that, Hey, coach cash, you know, you have to quarantine. Well, my assistants, we're going to play. We, we want to play. Yep. And uh, you know, we want to give the kids an opportunity to get to, to somewhat of, of normalcy, but you know the what, next coach? two weeks is okay. big. 
You know what, Coach? You make a great point because, like, we always talk about whether it's high school, college, or pros about players, players, players. But how many okay. times do you see, you know, oh, someone's not, you know, the head coach is not doing it. Uh, you know, the offensive coordinator is now the head coach, and someone else is calling plays. It's, it's, it's like crazy. It's the same thing for like you're, you're saying. You're, you know, we're an assistant coach. Now, all of a sudden, Coach Gashion can't there. It's our shelf for that night. We better be ready to roll because that game's going. It's yeah, different. and I think my staff—I think my staff would would look forward to maybe having me sit out a game. But, <laughs> but I, I tell them all the time that you know, to to we let our coaches coach. So you, you know, I don't think it would be a, a huge adjustment. I think uh, you know, welcome change sometimes isn't a bad thing. But I, I let my assistants coach. So in in the case that that does happen, you know, they would feel comfortable, obviously, uh, taking over the reins. Uh, Coach Cislano saying, great guy, Matt Stone. He was the AD when he coached football there in 2004. And Kenny's saying, if I can give, Kenny works in a hospital, and he's saying, if I can give kids some strong advice from someone in medical field, strongly encourage wearing a mask anywhere in public and avoid exposure. And, you know, we, you keep hearing it, but it's, it's, you know, it's the truth. It hits home, you know. Uh, Coach, could you talk to us a little bit about your uh, roster this year and some of your players that are having an impact for you? It seems like you have, you know, uh, a group of seniors for maybe some leadership and some of your younger players are kind of leading you in the stat categories. Would you speak to that? Yeah, that's the one thing I talked a little bit earlier with Kurt is, is just our overall, our depth. Um, again, we've used different starting lineups uh, throughout the year, but we are, are deep for a, a small parochial school. Um, we can go anywhere from you know, eight different combinations of players. Um, we have had a lot of success with our, our transfers. The one thing that we, we like to do is if we're going to get a transfer, um, obviously, you know, the, the, it's not just take anybody. It's got to be a, the right fit for, for everybody. Um, anytime you jump into the transfer game, it's just got to make sense. So we, we do have a couple transfers. Jabari Tyree uh, is a junior transfer who's playing a lot of minutes for us. Randy Cruz is a transfer who came from Hudson Catholic, who's been doing a great job. And then LJ Falcone is a sophomore transfer. Um, he actually played great tonight, had 16 points for us coming in off the bench. So we combine the, the transfers um, with some of our, our kids that got good experience. Um, Demir Stone has been a staple for us. He's a junior, he's a the football player. He's that one hybrid athlete that we have that um, can dominate on a football team. And what he's done for us in terms of basketball is is unbelievable. I think tonight he had seven steals. I was going to say, he's top. averaging almost five steals a game. That's and, insane. And, and we chart, <laughs> and it's funny, Jen, because we chart everything. And, and Mark Novak, who's in charge of our stats, he goes over and he re-watches every, every game to make sure he doesn't miss any. And it, they're legit steals. So Demir Stone is definitely... Um, going to be a, a leader in the state. Um, Julian Lavelle is a sophomore, and, and my son, Luke Gashion, are sophomores that both started for us, actually, as freshmen um, because of, the, you know, a lot of people not knowing. Um, we did start two freshmen last year, and for them to, to have that year of experience has really helped out um, tremendously. And then, and, and again, we, we're, we're, we're very fortunate to have balance and depth um, the one thing that I always say in high school, if you have multiple kids in the game that can score the ball, um, senior Josh Khalil is another one. Nick Williams is another one. Uh, Roland Thanor. I mean, I can keep naming names, but we have different combinations, and, and I love it 
because from a coaching standpoint, if we want to go small and change tempo and, and play fast, we can. If we want to play a little bit bigger and more of a half-court game, we can. So we, we have options this year. Oh, I want to go off script. My first off script <laughs> of to 2022. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes we'll get students on, especially more of like the girl athletes when we ask them, because it's like a lot of times they play more like on a freshman, I guess, as on a varsity level. But when you're talking about your son and the other um, player, I'm not sure. I forgot his name. I'm Julian sorry. Bell. Um, Julian Lavelle. When, you know, when we ask them, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a coach, could you really see the difference from like a freshman to a sophomore year? It's just like night and day, would you say? Or? Well, the, the one thing that I, I always tell people all the time, if you're a freshman these days and you're playing varsity, you've been exposed to high level. Uh, both Julian and Luke have played, you know, high level middle school teams, the AAU circuit. So I feel like anytime you have a freshman who's playing varsity, he's probably been exposed or she on the girls end has been exposed to some high level off season stuff. Um, that's the one thing that I, I feel like a lot of the freshmen that are playing nowadays, if you look across the County, you know, you'll see it more and more. I mean, 15 years ago, it was very, very yeah. rare to have a freshman play and our freshmen are true freshmen. They're not uh, reclassed. They didn't do eighth grade three times. Um, <laughs> I joke with my, my wife all the time because my son was, please let me repeat eighth grade. And <laughs> me and my wife had the argument. And we, we sent him to school and he's, he's a regular ninth grader. But, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not normal anymore that that happens. Yep. To have young players that, that play at an early age, um, I think the maturity of our team as I told you, you know, we do have some some seniors, but we, we have a good mix of, of youth. So, you know, we have a nice two, two three-year run in us. Awesome. Nice, uh, nice. Phil Benanti, classmate of mine from Garfield High School, saying Coach Gascione is not only a great coach, but a great teacher and an all-around great guy. Awesome. Yes. I work at Hackettech Middle School. I think I had Phil's daughter. She's a even a better student. Yeah. Oh, great nice. guy. Great friend. Uh, grew up. We uh, batted one, two for baseball. So uh, <laughs> knew him my, my whole life in Garfield. And Coach Cislano was asking, is Coach related to any former players from Nutley? No. So the Gashione name is a popular name in Lyndhurst and Nutley. Uh, as, as most Italians say, somehow we're related down the line. Um, I'm, I'm sure there, there's there's some blood there um, on the Gashione side between Nutley, Lyndhurst, and Belleville. Uh, every time I run into someone, they say, oh, you're cousins with? And I said, okay. <laughs> okay, just okay. So my last question for you, Coach, um, and again, we've had, uh, we had uh, Coach Sheridan on, who was an awesome interview. We had Coach Johnson on, another awesome interview, and I guess my next question is like, when we talk about football, I could be like, hey, I could be a little spokesman. I was there for a while. I could talk about St. Mary's football, but why St. Mary's? If if you know, if I was a student, she was a student, and um, you know, a possible player for you, why St. Mary's? Why should we go to St. Mary's and play basketball for Coach Gashione and the girls, girls basketball program? Well, we we like to tell everybody, small, Catholic, and personal. Um, everyone's going to know you're there. Everyone's going to know Coach Gash brought you in. All the teachers, all the staff, um, our new principal is going to work with you. Um, you're going to have the opportunity to succeed in and out of the classroom. The one thing I always tell people, you know, at a small school, you're not going to get lost and the opportunity to play at a high level. Um, like I said to you, Kurt, if, if you were trying to play, you know, college basketball, we've had a lot of success over the last year sending kids Division One. Division two, II, Division three, 
We've taken transfers that um, have panned out for us and, and are playing at the next level that they maybe were at a Don Bosco or a Bergen Catholic and they didn't want to wait. They want an opportunity to play right away. So, my, you know, my take is we want to take the right kids, the right student athletes. Obviously, the traditional way is to bring them in as, as freshmen and groom them the right way. But if, if you're an eighth grader and you're interested in a small Catholic personal school and coaches that are going to care, I, I think that's the one thing. Um, you know, especially now, obviously, with, with, with getting football going again and Paulie trying to bring in the right student athletes, it's letting kids know that, hey, you know, the head coach is going to care about you. And we're going to care about you not just on the field or on the court, but we're going to care about you off the field, off the court. Um, I laugh because it's a little different living in town, but, you know, we have late practice and I come home after teaching Hackensack all day and I'm like, okay, I got, I got to get ready for practice. And I walk in and there's 13 kids in my house playing video <laughs> games and stuff because obviously with my son being on the team, the varsity guys, you know, they want to do homework. And I, I, I said, no video games. I see everybody's all spread out. They're doing their homework and then you can play Xbox and all that stuff that they, they want to do. That's but awesome. you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's coaches that care. It's people that care. It's administrators that care. And I think, you know, it could be the right fit for the right price. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, Catholic school, is yep. expensive, but you know, like I said, for for the education you're going to get and the price you know you're going to pay, it, it can be worth it. Very nice, Coach. Can you talk to us a little bit about your short-term goals, like for this season, and even your long-term goals as you um, you know continue at St. Mary's? Yeah, so we're we're right now we're five and one. Um, we're ranked 16th, uh, I believe, in the top 25 in North Jersey. Obviously, we want to play every year to win a conference uh, tournament. We want to make a run in the Bergen County Jamboree. Um, seven or eight years ago, we took a team and got all the way to the Final Four. So we always refer back to that as a, as a special group that, you know, why not us? Why can't we make a run? Um, this year, we got some tough games. Uh, actually, this Saturday night, we're playing at the Prudential Center, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, we're playing um, Patterson Charter um, at 7 o'clock at the Prudential Center. So just in another experience. We're also playing at my alma mater, uh, Caldwell University, in the Dennis Gregory Memorial Classic versus Rutherford. Um, so that'll be a great event for our kids to play in. Um, we, we schedule some high-level independence. You know, la uh, last year, obviously, I told you the Don Bosco story that we picked up. But this year, we're, we're playing Saddle River Day and some good quality independence. But I think, you know, when you look at, at our success, you know, can you can you win a league title? It's us and Patterson Charter usually every year. Can you make a run in the Bergen County Jamboree? And then we're in the toughest state um, section in the state with uh, some real high, high-powered teams. But, you know, give yourself an opportunity to maybe play a state home game and take, you know, take a chance um, in your section. So we have some goals, obviously. We're off to a great start. Our only loss was to Ramapo, who's a, you know, top 10 team in the county. And, uh, you know, just, just get better. And like I said to you, with the whole COVID thing, let's appreciate each day and, 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 and hopefully we're, we're together for the long haul. Uh, Coach Cashion, we got a question from Coach Kip Finley. He's asking, is, is it open to fans Saturday night? Yeah, so Saturday night, um, there is a link. Um, St. Mary's will tweet out the link. It's, it's, it's actually expensive to go to a high school game, but it's part of their, it's, it's a fundraiser. It's 20, I believe it's $24. There's five high school games at the Prudential Center. 
Um, I think they donate four or five dollars back to the school that's playing. Um, it's a great idea. Seton Hall plays at noon, and then there's five high school games after. So you know we're playing like I said, Patterson Charter, who's who's a top five team in the county. Um, I think they've won 27 games in a row. Um, they're on a 27 game winning streak. But um, it was funny because Coach Wimberly, who's a friend of mine, I said, yeah, we'll play at the Prancer Center, but you're giving up your home game. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, did, I did good on my negotiations. So I was scheduled to play home versus Patterson Charter, but I made them. Now, in three weeks, they'll come back to St. There you go. There you go. Good well deal. Done. Well, well done. done. That was, yeah, that was part of my negotiations. And Wimberly said, no problem. We'll play anywhere. So there I you go. I love, I love the competitiveness. You know what? I got to go one more time off script wow. because now we have a basketball coach on. Mm-hmm. Because we've been, I've been saying this when we do since the football was on. I, I swear, like, coaching all the years at St. Mary's, I wish – they had the NJIC had the, the quote unquote playoff like they do now where they take the four teams, you have a semifinal and then a final. I think that's awesome. So I yeah. was saying, and me and Jen have this conversation all the time. <laughs> I think, to, and you be honest, because if you say it can't happen, Kurt, I swear to God, I will never mention it on this show again. We'll I will take your word. But I think maybe not this year because, you know, I'm saying when things get back to truly normal, I think it would be awesome for girls and boys basketball to have like a quote unquote conference tournament before a state tournament at the end of their year where a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is it possible? Yeah. So Kurt, what they do, what they did started and actually coach stone was, was part of the brain trust behind it. They take the top four winners in basketball. Okay. Four divisions in the NJIC and they do play a semifinal and a oh, final. Okay, so they do kind of what football does. Yes, oh, exactly. I even, okay, oh, nice. all right, yeah. I like that. But just the NJIC, everybody, or yes, just the NJIC? Yes, so it's just, it's just an NJIC tournament of the top. But again, my, one of the arguments is always, well, like, for example, we might, if, if we lose to Patterson Charter, we could be the second best team in the NJIC. Right, right. But because we didn't win our conference, you can't play in it. So there's always talk about expanding it maybe to eight teams in case one di- one division is loaded. But as of right the now, SEC it's just right, like, yeah, but, but, but you know, because you're, that's a great, great point. Because like you're saying, the two best teams yeah, are on be that side. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the, the two best teams aren't getting in that tournament. But is there any way possible or am I out of my mind that you can't have a legit regular conference tournament where everybody's in it? You know, just like you do in the Big East where, you know, winner gets, I mean, you got to figure out what it gets. But even, hey, you know, I, I just look at it as you get a team that's either, I mean, listen, I've seen this in softball where obviously it's a little different. You have that stud pitcher, but a team that the pitcher doesn't play, they're like one and eight. She comes back, boom, they get hot. Could you have a team that starts slow and now, you know, now maybe they're not even a 500 team, but they're dangerous well, the, coming yeah, to conference tournament. Yeah, that's the thing with the county tournament. Like, so now the count, Bergen County Jamboree, which is obviously a goal of ours. Like I said, they're they're now putting in twenty four teams. The top eight teams get a bye, and then you know the, the the bottom sixteen play, and you get an opportunity to play against the big boys. So it, it's it works both ways. I love the idea of the NJIC having their tournament. Um, like I said, if they expand it to eight, I think it would be great. Um, but as of right now, it's just that, and I tell our kids, like, 
you're playing Patterson Charter to win a league title, but you're playing for the opportunity to play for a yeah. conference title. Yeah. You, you know, the winner of our division is going to play in the in the in the NJIC Final Four. All right, very nice. Good yep. to know. We didn't know that that did exist in some form. Very cool. Yes, yes. Coach, we have a little segment we like to do that's called Rapid Fire. So we're going to pepper you with some more, uh, you know, fast-paced questions, I guess. <laughs> Mark Calderio saying good evening. Uh, How's hello, it, Mark? Mr. All right, Coach. So my first one, you drive down Park Avenue, Rutherford, and it's like place after place after place to eat, and you're like, oh, my God. What is your favorite place to eat on Park Avenue, Rutherford? Uh, my favorite, Matera's, grilled chicken, fresh mutts, roasted peppers, a uh, little uh, oil and vinegar, okay. hard Italian bread. Nice. Sounds very good. All right, Coach, I'm going to follow that up with like a Caldwell question. I actually grew up right up the hill in North Caldwell, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw you play in college because my father used to take me to like every Caldwell University girls and boys game at that time, and I'm going to go off script myself here. I think I might have been coached by one of your coaches. I know you played for Coach Carino, is that correct? Yes, Coach Carino was my college coach. He's still there to this day. Uh, he is still there. And then I think one of his assistants might have been on staff with you, Dean Johnson. Dean Johnson was, yeah. is still there. Yep. Dean Johnson and I, he recruited me out of high school. Oh, get so, out. Well, you know what? He was. Uh, he coached me for a year in high school, my last year at West Essex. So he, uh, he he got us out of a pinch. And I bet you, I'm sure you know Bob Costello then also, right? Yep. So <laughs> I replaced Bob when Bob graduated Caldwell. I was the point guard, and a funny story about Bob, I always tease him. When I was in high school, Bobby was the point guard, so when I left, Costello said, well, what did you say? I said, well, I know I can play here. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I loved him as a coach. I love both of them as coach, Dean Johnson and Coach Costello. Anyway, we're going to go to Caldwell. So now you played at Caldwell University. So who has better pizza, Bergen County or Essex County? Ooh, I, I go Famous Rays. Uh, I would go Famous Rays, and believe it or not, Jen, I just found the Thinny Thin at Angelina's. Oh, yeah, in Caldwell. We yep, were just right talking about that the other yep, day. Yep. I just got, I don't know if Portnoy has visited, but that Thinny Thin at Angelina's is a, it's a game changer. And then they told me, Oh, we've been here for 25 years. I had no idea. <laughs> They're off the beaten path there a little We bit. were talking yeah. about that the other night. We did just bring them up the other night. Nice. All right. So, so Coach, my next one, you talked a little bit about Matt Stone and how good of a player he was in high school and stuff at St. Mary's. So, yes or no? If you were coaching Matt Stone, say now, Matt Stone was on your team or even back then when he was playing, but you were the coach of the team. Yes or no? Regardless of what any defense could do, you're down one in a big game. Are you putting the ball in Coach St in Matt Stone's hands, no matter what? Yes, no brainer. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right, Coach. Who's your favorite NCAA uh, basketball team? I root for coaches. Um, I love what Rutgers is doing right now. If if I, you know, my wife is is yelling in the background. She's a Seton Hall uh, <laughs> alumnus. She's a cheerleader at Seton Hall, so she's always rooting for the Pirates. But if I said I had to root for anybody, it would be uh, Rutgers. All right, so my follow-up question was, who's your favorite uh, NCAA coach? Uh, I love Krzyzewski. Um, I love Calipari. When when Calipari was with the Nets, I was the 22-year-old assistant at Ramapo College. They were building the practice facility, so I got an opportunity to watch Cal nice. at a young age every day at Ramapo College way back when I was 22 years old. Um, so I, 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 I root for coaches all the time. I, 
you know, I, I love uh, Jeff Van Gundy. I love listening to him speak. Uh, Billy Donovan's one of my favorites. So I, I kind of tend to, to, to root for coaches and where they go and follow their careers and stuff. Very nice. Um, one more, one more off script for the night. But is there anybody that you would say, like, if somebody was watching you on the sideline or know of you as a coach, they would say, "There's a little of that college or NBA coach in you." Anybody? Anybody that I would compare myself to? Yeah, yeah, like that's something that you, whether it's, you know, coaching style or demeanor of how you are on the sideline, uh, would you say there's somebody every, out there? Yeah, everybody says I'm a little animated, maybe a little Calipari in me. I have a little, I don't know if it's the Italian thing, but <laughs> I, I definitely am animated on the sideline. I remember when Cal was, was with the Nets and they were all complaining, this guy coaches every possession. I think a lot of times I get I get called out on on maybe overcoaching a little bit, but I'm just trying to get guys to play hard and fast. Um, so I, I, I definitely am into the game. I would consider myself to be definitely animated on the sidelines. Awesome. Nice. And then coach favorite, uh, your favorite NBA basketball team. Uh, I, I root for the Nets ever since the Meadowlands. I, I've always, uh, well, I, I, this interview's over. This interview's <laughs> over. We're diehard Nick fans. We don't like that word. But okay, uh, but let me know. But not get, since you know. Yeah, that, yeah. Anything, okay, but yeah. let me ask something. Do what is your? All right, so I got one for Coach. Do you like the fact now that Kyrie's that they're going to have Kyrie as a quote unquote part time player? No, I'm not a big fan in that. I kind of wanted them all in. I was, you know, with the whole vaccination, unvaccinated. I just fell for his teammates. Uh, I I kind of like. The idea that you're either all in or, or he's out. I don't know how this is going to work and how they're going to be able to manage it. I just think from a continuity standpoint, um, you know, having your team full time all the time. I mean, these guys are playing for an NBA championship. So they, they had decisions to make. Um, again, I, I root for the Nets, um, but I was hoping Kyrie would have been all in. Okay. And my last one, favorite football team. I root for the Jets. I know it hurts to say, but <laughs> I, I root for the Jets. I, you know what? You just watched that game on Sunday, and you're like, Brady's gonna get him one more time. Brady's gonna get oh. him one more time. You knew it's gonna. You knew it was gonna happen. You knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> but are you let me ask you: are You all in on Zach Wilson? Is that your guy going forward? Yeah, I think you got to give him time. I, I think you got to give. He's he's so young. I mean, he looks like he's a freshman at St. Mary's right now. So <laughs> I, I would, you got to give give him a couple years. You know, at least give him a two or three year window. Everything right now is rush, rush, rush. I mean, even I I look at it even in high school. Kids don't want to wait anymore. It's the same thing with fan bases. It's the same thing with pros. Everybody wants immediate results, and I think sometimes you got to take a step back. Uh, and take some baby steps. Coach Finley saying jet up, and Kenny saying about the Jets, they're, they're better than the Giants, Coach, so he's <laughs> like that. All right, Coach, my last one for you. Do you hop in the drills with your kids? No, I would <laughs> I love to tell you I do. Um, I, I do show them. I try to tell them all the time that I led the country in assists. Um, I, I try to tell them to go back and look at, at some videos, <laughs> and then usually at the end of the year, I, I have some of my high school clips that – Coach Potter and some college clips 
So when, when we have our, our team dinner over, sometimes we throw the DVD in and they, they start laughing at, <laughs> at some old clips with the old shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, diff, definitely different style, right? All right, so what yeah. is your maybe favorite drill if you ever did hop in or one that you did or your favorite drill to do with your kids now? Um, I love doing, we do a four on, it's a, we call a continuous four on two to four on four drill. So it's just an up and down tempo drill where um, my kids love it when I call it out every, you know, we, we usually do it every other day, but when we do it, um, they get up and down and it's continuous. Basically it starts out as a four on two and then two defenders run in and join them and it becomes a four on four continuous. So uh, that, that's a drill that, that we've been doing um, since I've been at St. Mary's and the kids really love it. And they always tell my assistants or me to jump in. So I haven't, <laughs> taken, I haven't taken that off for yet. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on. We really appreciate you making the time for us. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. And like I said, uh, I appreciate everything you're doing for high school sports. Now that uh, uh, Kurt's got his, his blue St. Mary's football shirt. <laughs> there it is, baby. I think he's ready to come back. I, I, I'm expecting to see him now on the sidelines. You know, Foley's <laughs> got about 25 assistants. I'm sure he wants six. <laughs> Always looking for more. Very nice. Best of luck to you the rest of the season. Coach, awesome. real quick, Coach Kip is saying good luck, Coach. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach Gashione. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye, guys. Okay. Was- Coach Gashione yeah. from uh, St. Mary's. You know, it's our um... fun guy to play for. You could just tell oh, right out absolutely. of the gate. You know, I mean, absolutely. we like, I know of him through Coach Stone, Coach Sheridan, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But to just to, like, how do you not want to play for a guy like that? Well, you know what? I think it. You know, I know we have a little sentiment for St. Mary's with your history there, but we've had on Coach Sheridan, Coach Johnson, Coach Gashione, and you know what? They yeah. we've asked each of them. You know, at why St. Mary's, and they've all said the same thing. But it's one thing to say it, but it comes through as genuine. Oh, in yeah. all of how they coach, how they act, and how they. They care about their players and, and so. you know what even better yeah. when we had um kip saying kurt you got to hit the sidelines again the you um getting you know when we had those players on lou saunders they moaned mm-hmm. um you know like those kids coming on um you know they lived it right you know so right. they experienced it and uh you know listen it's an awesome place it was so much fun working there like you said with coach sheridan coach uh johnson and coach gashion on the basketball um, okay, so we are ready for Mr. Kirkpatrick's going to hit us up with something here. Uh, yeah, it, what you came up, Ken, he gave it a name. What did you call it? Kenny's true or false? Kenny's true or false? Because he's basically going to, but pay attention because this is what won me the Jeopardy. Don't, yeah, no, I know, you don't need I notes. Know. You don't need notes. Well, if he's going to give us like five teams, I need to but, write them down. But how awesome is that for them the to play at Barclay? Uh, wait, they're a prudent center. Um, Mark saying my son has a match tomorrow night at Fairlawn against Eastside. Good luck, buddy. We have Mark. We, oh, we are, nice. Mark again. We reach out. We want to get the Fairlawn wrestling yeah, definitely. on. Definitely. If you could send, if us you could get us some contact them, yeah. with the coach. For the coach, we'd love to have to uh, feature them for sure. Okay. And so good luck. Yes. Good luck. So Kenny is saying. Okay. So Kenny. one of these five teams is a totally made-up team name. You need to pick the made-up name. <laughs> team one. I'm gonna write this down. Can you can you say it while you're doing Team it? Team one is Boiling Spring Bubblers. <laughs> Boiling, okay. Two. Two. New New Berlin Pretzels. 
What's the third one? The criminals were the best. <laughs> so we got the boiling spring. Team bubblers. three, winters the, blizzards. So we got the boiling spring bubblers, the New Berlin pretzels, the winter blizzards, blizzards, the Casper, Casper ghosts, and team five. Hey, this Carson checking in. What's oh, up, Carson? Hi, Carson. Carson with a big, in. big win in his bowl game over Pittsburgh. He's fired up. And Team 5, the Frankfurt Hot Dogs. Okay. Okay, so we are picking the one. There's one. I will so... circle it. That is false. I got, my, I got mine. Tell me when you have yours. I'm thinking. So we are picking... Boiling Spring Bubblers, New Berlin Pretzels, mine. Winter's Blizzards, Casper's Ghosts, Frankfurt Hot Dogs. Right. He said, Kurt, you can pick go first. My my team that is fake, I believe, Mr. Kirkpatrick, is the Boiling Spring Bubblers. I believe they are false. All right. And I think that the New Berlin Pretzels are not the real team. So let's see what Mr. Kirkpatrick has <laughs> for us. On the answer. <laughs> he's probably double-checking to see if it's correct is waiting what he's doing. It. Well, you know what? There's a delay probably for him. So he's, uh, you know, when it's when it's aired. Ours are, so. Okay, so you are both wrong. Oh, all right. Okay. I guess Winter's right, Blizzard. So I'm going to go Winter's Blizzard, which right. is my second. You know what? Um, I was going to go with Winter Blizzard. It just seemed so like, you know, I'm going to go with... Casper Ghosts, just to be different. I thought he mentioned the Casper Ghosts in the original I did too, one. on another one, right? Yeah. I know, I yeah. know. So yeah. I'm going to say they're real. Yeah. So I'm going to say Winter's Blizzards. Let's just both be wrong again. Could be the hot dogs. Could be the hot dogs. Jenny Hoops oh, got it. All right, all right. On a second try. Very nice. That was a so good wait, one, Kenny. So you pick... Thank you. Well, first I picked the pretzels, oh. and I picked the ghosts. Ooh, okay. Ghosts yeah. are fake. I, I thought I remember, he said that. Did, well, you know it's probably a different ghost one, yeah. or something with Casper. Yeah. Sis is saying he's always, she's cheating as always. Who's he, cheating, sis? Who? Che yeah, is it cheating, or just Kenny has the wrong information? But zero points, so no points for this week. <laughs> exactly. No, that exactly. was fun. Thank yeah. you, Kenny. Thank We're gonna, you, he's going to hit us up a little. He said, we're going to start a nice little segment with that. I like that. That was fun. That was good. Um... Okay, Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. Oh, they're a Pennsylvania team. New oh. Berlin, Illinois. Let's see. The winter, oh, Kenny. The, that's ironic. I know, the winter Texas. blizzards are in Texas. <laughs> and Indiana for the uh, hot dogs. All right. All Kenny right. just is saying it's Kenny. Oh, he's cheating. <laughs> um, all right, so my last thing, again, getting back to Coach... Uh, Kenny, that was lost, and Casper's from in Wyoming. Oh, but they're not the ghosts. They're not the ghosts. Okay. Um, getting back to Coach uh, Gastione, you know, I don't know. I'm telling you, I am. I don't know. I just, I think, how awesome would it be to have a conference tournament? I really do. I just I think it would do. be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Three day I, affair, you're there. Boom, bring them in. I, but you can't. You, you, you can't do it. 
Look at sister's comment. Get <laughs> oh, you can't play three days in a row, and then you're making those kids play three days in a row and then go into their state tournament. You know, it's, it's high school, you know, so it's, it's a little bit different. So I like the idea. I just, in, in theory, I just think in practicality. Do it every other to, day. Do it a Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. And then, you're, then you're talking about a whole scheduling thing. You know, part of the reason they added the extra thing in football, right? They're, they, it, you know, they have to change, they have to adjust the entire schedule. It's not that easy. It's not a bad we idea. We can make it work. Maybe. We could make Maybe. it work. All right. Good show tonight. Good show tonight. Happy um, New Year, Yeah, everybody. I got to just say one thing. I will comment. I'm not going to use Kenny's sister's segment, but I will just sister's words. Um, he said he's fraud slaying himself. But <laughs> Kenny, get a nice rest because this is coming tomorrow night. So make sure you're rested <laughs> up. Uh, everybody, again, Happy New Year. Right? Happy New Year, and thank you for watching. See you guys next week.